of a series that we've been doing at the church about the wonderful name of Jesus. And perhaps we're doing this for the sake of Herb and Diane because we thought we understood the wonderful name of Jesus, but it's just been opening up in our lives. And we're so grateful that we've been given this time. Uh, one thing I really appreciate about Pastor, well, there's lots I appreciate about Pastor Barry and Jill. But one of the things I really like is that um, he is giving us as a congregation the time to develop a root system, as it were, of what we're learning. And those of you that have ever broke a start off of a house plant and stuck it in some water, you have to leave it in that water before the roots will start growing. If you just take it and stick it in the ground, a lot of times it'll just die. You have to grow a root system. And sometimes when we jump from topic to topic to topic, we never really get a root system in anything. So then when we have to try because uh, to use what we've learned because we're going through a trial, we've never grown a root system and we're easily blown and tossed by every wind and doctrine and by the cunning and craftiness of men. So how about we grow root systems in this church and we become strong believers, amen? Amen. Okay, so um, one thing I wanted to testify of is when we were at prayer team on Wednesday, I saw... Um, where Kathy Keith's name was on there, and we'd been praying as a congregation that God would give her a new hope to be able to see the future and a possibility and things in life. So I just want to tell you what God did is she was at the nursing home thinking she was just going to kind of continue to go on and barely exist, and one day she just went into the activity room and started doing what Kathy does, which is tidying up and straightening up and just kind of doing a little housekeeping there. And when she got done, she uh, went to walk back to her room and was halfway down the hall when she realized she didn't have her walker and she was strong. And it flipped her. And suddenly she felt like, I'm going to live and not die. So that was an answer to prayer, y'all. That was an answer to prayer. And um, so she is back at our house, and she will be here as soon as um, she is strengthened enough to be back here. Um, the cold weather is kind of hard on the lungs of someone who's battled pneumonia, so we're just going to continue to believe for her to be fully strengthened. Amen? Yay, congregation. Thank you for praying. Okay, as, um, as I was preparing, do we have, does the back screen, is it working? Um, as I was preparing um, this week's message, I actually had a message all written, and I, it didn't feel right to me. It just fell off. So on Monday when I was getting ready for this Sunday, I whined a little bit, and then Herb prayed with me, and we just asked, Holy Spirit, show us what you want to say. And so I'm really excited about today's message because you're going to be a part of today's message. Welcome to the pulpit. Um, I felt like Holy Spirit said to um, look up scriptures that use the phrase, in my name. Isn't that simple? And so today we're going to take our time, and we're going to read the word, and we're going to read it together whenever it's on the screen. I want you to read along with me, because faith cometh by and hearing by the word. And so there's nobody that you believe as much as yourself. Did you know that? You really do believe yourself. So when you hear yourself speak the word out loud, what's going to happen is it's going to come out your mouth, you're going to hear it, it's going to go in your ear gates, and then it's going to go down into your spirit, which is right around this area here, and faith is going to begin to rise. So I want you to take time. We're not in a hurry. 
we, we, this message isn't going to be real long, so we'll be out in time for us to do other things today, but what we want to do is just soak in the water of the word as if it's a plant that we've stuck in. Our goal is to grow a root system in understanding the in my name scriptures. We want to let just soak in that. Do you all agree that that's okay if I take my time? Okay, good. And so let's start with Luke chapter 10 and verse 17. Let's read that together. Ready? Read. Then the 70 returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. Very good. Mark chapter 16 and verse 17 and 18. Ready? Read. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will drive out demons. They will speak in new tongues. Keep going. They will pick up snakes with their hands. And when they drink deadly poison, it will not hurt them at all. They will place their hands on sick people, and they will get well. And that's all done in his name. Now, I know you all have questions about that snake business. I'm, I'm assuming what that means is that um, we have authority given to us in Genesis 1 over creation. So if we happen upon a snake or a hornet or a bee or a deer, we can take authority over it. Acts chapter 3 and verse 16. Ready? Read. And his name, through faith in his name, has made this man strong, whom you see and know. Yes, the faith which comes through him has given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. Do you know Peter was Southern? You see that at the end of y'all? It's through faith in his name. And we talked about that. Acts chapter 4 and verse 12. Ready? Read. Nor is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. There's no other name. Romans 10, 13. Ready? Read. For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Matthew 28 and verse 19. Ready? Read. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. First Corinthians. 6.11. It's true that some of you once lived in those lifestyles, but now you have been purified from sin, made holy, and given a perfect standing before God, all because of the power of the name of the Lord Jesus, the Messiah, and through our union with the Spirit of God. Somehow I think I got, that looks like an amplified translation up there. Colossians 3.17. Ready? Read. 
And whatever you do, in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. We see stressed over and over again through these scriptures the importance of praying in the name of Jesus. And even in the Old Testament, there's scriptures about the name of God. In Proverbs chapter 18 and verse 10, let's read this together. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run to it and are safe. That word safe means to be taken up high and put in a spot where you're inaccessible. It means to be high and full of prosperity. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and they are provided for. They are kept above evil. They are lifted up. Did you know that the Lord delineates? Is that the word? He shows a difference between the righteous and the unrighteous. Sort of like you've got a bubble around you. That's what happened in the land of Goshen during the time that the nation of Israel was about to come out of Egypt. There was a difference between the land of Goshen, where God's people were, and the Egyptians. And it should be that way to this day. Jesus has invited and urged and commanded us to pray in his name. And he has promised incredible results if we'll pray in his name. How he loves us. How he desires to protect us. How he desires to pour his spirit out on us. How he desires to heal us. His heart is longing to keep us safe. In John chapter 14 and verse 13, let's read this together. And whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If ye shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. You know, you're the body of Christ if you're born again. And if you're not born again, you can get born again today. You can get born again right now. All you have to do is say, Lord Jesus, I take you as my Savior now. I receive you into my heart. And you can be born again just like that. New life is imparted to you. So when Jesus said, whatever you do in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son, Jesus is the head. He is the Son. He's the Son of God, but we're his body. So Glory to the Father comes even through his body doing the works that Jesus did. John 14, 13, and verses 13 and 14, those are a couple of some of the most powerful verses in all scripture that are related to prayer. Most of us know how to pray, and we conclude our prayers with the phrase, in the name of Jesus, but this is whatever you ask. That's pretty broad, isn't it? Whatever you ask. At the same time, I believe that we're supposed to be walking in the Spirit, having a conversation with the Holy Spirit every day and saying, keep me on the right path, Holy Spirit, and let me know what is it you want to do today through me. What today do you want me to do? And listen and see what his instructions are and learn to walk in the Spirit. And whatever you do, do it all in the name of Jesus. But really, what does it mean to pray in the name of Jesus? I tried to kind of group these into some thoughts. So number one, 
when we're praying in the name of Jesus, we're admitting the bankruptcy of our own name. See, I don't come to the Father in the name of Diane because that name is powerless. But in the body of Christ, because I've given him my life and I'm a part of the body of Christ, I've been born again. Now I can come to him in his name. When I pray in Jesus' name, I come boldly before the Father, not, not in pride, not puffed up, but with confidence I come boldly before the Father because of the power of Jesus' name. Remember, it's a lot like a marriage. It's like a bride who maybe was in extreme poverty, had absolutely nothing, and then she married a wealthy husband, and she gets everything that that husband had. That's how it was with us. We were lost. We were in the dark. We were in the kingdom of darkness. And then when we were born again, he translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. So we were translated from darkness to life. Remember in our second session how in Romans 13 where it says everyone who calls on the name of the Lord, remember that when we learned the definition of the word calls, it has to do with taking on his surname like in a marriage. Before we were born again, we were like that poverty-stricken bride. But once we have taken his name and we receive all that that name entails and we no longer act in our own name, we now act in his name. We represent his name before we were bankrupt, but not anymore. And secondly, what's so important about praying in the name of Jesus? Well, number two, when we pray in the name of Jesus, we're identifying with the person of Jesus Christ. When I use the name of Jesus, I'm confessing that I am my beloved's and he is mine. It's like going to the bank of heaven knowing that I don't have anything deposited there. I don't really have any right to go there, but in his name, I can go in and I can get what I need. And it's not just about gimme, 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 me getting what I want. Listen, prosperity should be about you being provided so that your needs are met and you have enough to give to others. So it's not a hardship for you to, to bake some cinnamon rolls and give them or to go visit somebody and take them some blankets or to minister to them and pay their electric bill if that's what the Lord tells you to do that's walking in the spirit and going in his name I identify with him we identify with the person of Jesus Christ we represent him and since we represent him we better be listening to him so we better be learning to hear his voice and when we hear his voice, then we ask him, well, what do you want me to say about this situation? Because there's life and death in the power of your tongue. Because that's the way the kingdom works. Since we're created in God's image, everything God did, he didn't form light with his hands, and he didn't form the firmament with his hands, and he didn't. He spoke, and it was. And you're created in his image, so you should be talking to things. And I don't care if that sounds crazy. If you don't talk to your mountains, they're going to talk to you. Right? Mountains have a way of just... You know what a mountain is. It's an obstacle. It's a, it's a situation that's trying to get your mind off of the success God has given you in Christ. So talk to them. 
Let's start being radical. Let's be like Jesus. So listen to his voice and release the words that he gives you. And then stand in the gap for the things that break his heart. Be moved with compassion, just like he is. Every time Jesus did a miracle, it was because he was moved with compassion. So pay attention to where your compassion is leading you and flow in it. And release the name of Jesus on that situation. You don't even have to know what the situation needs to release the name of Jesus. You can symbolically take that problem of your rebellious kid who's turned his heart being a prodigal, and you can take that kid in your hands, and you can say, Lord, I just put the name of Jesus on that situation and let the Lord deal with it. Whatever you do in word or deed, do it all in the name of Jesus. Identify with the person of Jesus Christ. And number three, when we pray in Jesus' name, we pray in authority. And this is where a lot of Christians miss it. They really haven't been taught about the believer's authority. They have almost felt like it's a crime or a sin or it's haughtiness for them to say something in the name of Jesus. And I do believe that we need to, with all respect, carefully use that name and not be flippant about it, recognizing and having faith in the name. But do, as Jill said earlier in Sunday school class, faith is like a muscle. Begin to use it in the little things in your life. Even if somebody thinks you're nuts, you don't have to tell them your story. The only reason you hear my crazy stories is that I love you enough to tell you my crazy stories and rock your boat. And then maybe you'll say, well, if she's doing crazy stuff like that, it's not a big deal for me to do this little old thing. A lot of Christians missed standing in authority. They miss it. They fail to recognize that God has given us authority to use his name. But here's something I want to remind us all. This authority that Jesus gives us and that Jesus had, it rested in his submission to the Father. So too, our authority it rests with our submission to the Father. To pray in his name is to ask by his authority, and to ask by his authority is to ask in accordance with his will. And where is his will revealed? In his word. We submit to the word. And when we submit to the word, we submit to both of its corrections and its exhortations. And I want to talk for a minute about that because I see a lot of Christians submit to the correction of the word, thou shalt not, thou shalt not, thou shalt not. But there are ever bit as many, if not more, exhortations calling you to come up higher, calling you to be in his presence, calling you the beloved, telling you that he considers you forgiven and you're the righteousness of God in Christ. Take those things that are exhortations and let yourself be built up. Remember in Isaiah, it talks about every mountain shall be brought down and every valley shall be raised up. So in our lives, when we're reading the word, every time we're in sin and rebellion, that mountain needs to be brought down in our lives. Amen? But there's valleys in us. There's low self-esteem. There's unbelief. There's these areas that we haven't realized we are what the word says we are. And we need to begin to take that and raise that up. Every mountain come down, every valley raised up. And that's a good morning prayer for us, isn't it? Holy Spirit, I don't know what the mountains are, and I don't know what the valleys are. And even if I kind of know what the mountains are and the valleys are, 
I don't know how to fix them. So in the name of Jesus, may the adjustment occur within me to bring down mountains, to raise up valleys. Amen? I think that's really good. I think that's really good. I, I'm grabbing onto that one. And really, Holy Spirit, have your way. And then when you broaden out your prayers and begin to pray over your kids, Lord, you know the mountains and you know the valleys. I think I know them, but I don't want to ride them. So Holy Spirit, bring down the mountains, raise up the valleys. You know where they need to be strengthened. Father, in this church, in this region, in this community, Lord, you know those things that stand against the work of God in this region. In the name of Jesus, come down. That's standing in your authority. And the areas were weak in this region, where there's poverty, where there's abuse, where there's neglect, we call those to be raised up. And it says that we're to be the repair of the breach. We are to restore the places long desolate, it says in Isaiah 61. That's part of what we do, and we do it through prayer in the name of Jesus. When we pray in authority, to ask in his name is to ask according to the nature of God and according to his purpose and intent. And guess what? This brings us back full circle to our very first session where we talked about Psalm 103, verse 19. The Lord has established his throne in the heaven and his kingdom rules over all. Remember, when you look at things from a, a kingdom perspective, it's like puzzle pieces will click in, in, and an alignment will occur in your life. Like your spine is being straightened. Like communication begins to happen. That which you once learned, like I should read my Bible, instead of it being just a command that is a duty, it'll start being that you want to read your Bible because it's the word of the king of the kingdom. When you're, why do I got to talk about stuff right? Why do I got to, there's life and death in my tongue. Why do I got to be careful? Because that's how the king does it. Why do I got to be good to my husband? Why do I got to be good to my wife? Because you are a type of Christ in the church. And without you saying a word, you're demonstrating the adoration that the church has for Jesus Christ. And you're representing as the husband what Christ is to be to the church. Amen? And when we're wondering if it's something is okay to pray and claim it, I don't want to be presumptuous, Lord. Is it okay if I pray this? Is it okay if I claim this, Lord? Here's a measurement you can use. Measure it against heaven. If it's okay in heaven, it's okay to claim it here. If there's no sickness in heaven, then let's believe for healing to be in our bodies. If there's no lack in heaven, then let's believe for provision and correction in the things that we might be doing that need to be done different in our finances so that we can walk in prosperity and so on. That's why we pray the Lord's Prayer on earth as it is in heaven. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done here on earth just as it's done in heaven. And that's how you can know if you're wondering, is it okay if I pray this? Measure it against what's done in heaven. And number four, pray expectantly. When we pray in the name of Jesus, we may expect the answer in accordance with the power that is in that name. There's all power in that name. That's where I remind you that when in session two of this series, we talked about the importance of having faith in the name. You can choose to have faith in the name of Jesus. You can choose to believe. It's not just a name. There's a lot of people named Jesus in the world. 
It's like Jesus. It's a common Hispanic name. But the name Jesus as the Son of God, anointed Holy Spirit, anointed Jesus, the anointed one, Christ, you can have faith in that name. And what made that name so powerful is God raised him from the dead. And here's the good news. If the same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you, which it does if you're born again, that same Spirit will quicken your mortal body in the name of Jesus. Talk to your stuff. Talk to your nerves. Talk to your bones. Talk to your uh, discs. Talk to them. They're talking to you. Talk to them. Tell them, shut up. Line up. Stop being inflamed. And if something needs to be adjusted in my diet, then reveal it to me, Lord. Amen? Amen? That's a hard one. And remember that when you have faith in that name, you begin to see on the inside what you're believing for. And we talked about that last week. So if you didn't get to hear last week's, get online and look up that message and listen to it because it has to do with the healing of your imagination. Your imagination is a bridge to the supernatural. There's nothing in Scripture that says that. It's just that we see that walked out and we see the Lord talk a lot about imagination. So can you know what to expect? When you're praying, why certainly? Though all the tiny details may not be perfectly clear, you can have an overall picture of what you're believing for. And as we learned last week, um, the words that you hear place pictures on the imagination screen of your mind, and that is where you can see what you're believing for, whether good or bad. And if you're seeing something bad, you want to make a correction. And last week, the Spirit of God moved, and it was so cool because... Pastor Barry came up and he had the, the Lord had told him earlier in the morning that, that he was going to be a part of um, helping us walk. I believe the, the word was transaction was going to occur, a transaction. And when we got done with this message, we offered ourselves last week to the Lord that he might take our imaginations and set it apart for good. Wasn't that good? That he might cleanse our imaginations from what has been bad, wipe it away. Wipe away all the horror movies, Lord. Wipe away all the wounding of what has happened in the past and use my imagination for good. And I hope that you continue to let the Lord download through his spirit things he wants you to do because you're going to see it in advance. Herb saw going and visiting these, these people and making sure they were okay about the bell because we don't want to cause them to be offended. Oh, they all were so responsive in a positive way. They just were excited. And then the Lord showed me to make banana bread, little loaves of banana bread, and give them a gift. You know why? Because the gift makes way for the giver. So we, we, we go with a gift. And I'm not saying that to, to boast. I'm just saying let the Holy Spirit show you ideas. God promises in Proverbs that he'll give you a mouth and wisdom that your adversaries cannot gainsay nor resist. But it's going to come from him downloading things into you. You're going to see it on the imagination of your mind. Don't dismiss it. If you can't figure out how to do it, put the name of Jesus over it. And let, him, let him work out all the details. That's what he's good at. And finally, this is our last scripture in Ephesians in chapter 3, verse 14 and 15. Let's read this together. For this reason, I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family 
and heaven and earth is named. Take the name of Jesus. Can you see yourself receiving all that Jesus has offered to you through that name? And we're going to take communion here now. And we're going to take that in the name of Jesus. 